Hello, and welcome to another episode of Starside Chat. I'm one of your hosts, Zach Owens, and joining me as always is Aaron Capo. Hello. And it is, we are going into the holiday weekend uh, for Independence Day uh, here in the U.S., but by the time this podcast goes up, it will be just after Independence Day. So uh, I guess we can't talk about what we did over the holiday weekend. Hopefully you had a good one. But yeah, we do need to get to the Nintendo Direct Mini Partner Showcase, which was sort of the big thing that happened this last week. Uh, So we will run down all of that, but we also have a little bit of news that we should get to first. Um, I I saw this. I don't know if you saw this, but I wanted to bring up the fact that the Xbox Series S has outsold the PS5 in Japan for the first time. That uh, is crazy to me, but I also like, I don't know, man, Xbox is like kind of winning this generation so far as far as like, I mean, Game Pass is undeniable at this point. They've got Bethesda. Their E3 presentation like was amazing, or their fake E3 presentation, so... I get it. Like they have a good product now. It's well, not it, the Xbox One anymore. It's interesting because it's uh, this is specifically for Japan, um, where you figure Sony and Nintendo just kind of own the market there, and Xbox yeah. has sort of struggled to gain any ground in Japan. But uh, the big thing is that the Series S is just like readily available. You could like even in the height of like the pandemic and the chip shortage and like the PS five and the Xbox series X not being available anywhere, you could still reliably go to like target and find a yeah. series S. You so, know what? I saw an, uh, a series X in, in person at a target the other day. Oh, did you really? Yeah, it was, a va- I could have bought it if I wanted to. <laughs> Maybe you should have. I don't know. I'm right now. I'm good. I don't know. So here, this wasn't in our show notes, but, this week, there was a weird like rumor or just maybe just a Twitter thing about how people thought there was going to be God of War news. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was watching footage of God of War Ragnarok and man, like that's going to be a great game and it's going to require a PS5. Yeah. So th- this is my thing. Like I understand that like, the Series S is probably doing, you know, better than the Series X and the PS5 by it's cheaper, a large also. margin because of the fact that it's cheaper and readily available. And so that's been a big win for Xbox, uh, especially considering that, like, a lot of people are like, well, I want a next gen console because I know there's big things on the horizon mm. and I can just like buy this cheaper Xbox that's available now and I will have I can use it as like my game pass machine yeah and so people are, are it's doing well for that reason but when you look at like competitively in terms of like exclusives we're still waiting for a lot of those like yeah. big ones that we're expecting to actually drop Whereas right now, if you get a PS5, you do have like a number of like high quality exclusives that you can play that you're not waiting around for. There are still like interesting things on the horizon for PlayStation, but like comparatively, and I don't know that like Sony's new subscription service makes it any more interesting, especially since like it's not really Game Pass, which it yeah. probably should be, but um. I don't know. I think it's interesting where they're at right now because I think 
more immediate PS5 is more interesting to me, but like possibly down the line later in the generation, the Series X could be like right like neck and neck with them. So Yeah. It'll be interesting. I mean there was no competition with the PS4 and Xbox One. Like PS4 won that generation. It was the best. Because oh, of that E3, uh, I actually watched. I don't know if you watched the Gaming Historian at all. Uh, no. On YouTube, but he does these really like well thought out, well planned, um, like sort of documentary style videos about the games industry and like like retro games, but also like more recent stuff. And like the other day, he put up a, a video about the three biggest mistakes in the Xbox's history. Mm-hmm. And of course, the the big one or one of one of the three was the launch of the Xbox One. Yeah, because you're you're coming off of the 360 generation, which I think overall was a win for Microsoft. Yeah, I, everyone despite- I knew had a an Xbox. Well, and that that comes despite the fact that they sort of botched the hardware with the 360 because of the red ring of death and that being yeah. such a big issue for them. And they had to eat like a ton of money in like shipping costs for like replacement Xboxes because of the such a high fail rate. Yeah. Um, but so you're coming off of that, even though I think it would still be categorized as a success for them overall. And then they come out with this box that's like a hundred dollars more expensive requires connect requires online uh, you know all of these things and then like sony just comes out and it's just like uh, i don't know the the biggest sort of slap across the face also Uh, like they xbox for whatever reason had like a lot of like flippant spokespeople that were just like well, you know, if you don't want to do this, there's always the 360. Like, you can go back yeah, to that. Like, I can't believe that that was the thing they actually said. Insanity. So, yeah, they have been really trying to sort of rebound from what was sort of a bad last generation for them, even though, like, the the One X ended up probably being a good success story for them that kind of righted the ship a little bit, especially since they were sort of taking the lead in terms of backwards compatibility. Mm. Um, so I think they started to gain some goodwill back, but like this generation, they're doing all the right things. So it's true. They really, I don't like I, something clicked for them and they realized what needed to happen. Also, I'm just going to say it, the Xbox series X looks better than the PS five just as a machine. I like that it's a cool, weird little tower. The, the PlayStation 5 is, like, not an attractive, compu- uh, like, computing device, yeah. I feel like. <laughs> it's not the kind of thing that for. just, like, blends into your entertainment system, like, naturally. It's a thing that stands out and you're, like, and not in a good way. <laughs> so I'll be interested to see. I mean, they always make a slim version. I, I This week, this isn't in our show notes, but somebody this week or the previous week made their own version of a PS5 Slim that was just like a very small, looks like a, like a silver DVR box. Hmm. And you've got to imagine that uh, at some point, maybe with like a big release like God of War or something, they'll come out with like a slim version of the PS5 that will look a lot better. But Yeah, I mean, you have to imagine that that's going to happen eventually just because it always does. But 
Because I have an alcove under my TV right now, and I don't think a PS5 would fit in it. Like, my PS4 fits fine, but I think I would have to, like, get a table or something for a PS5. It's crazy that it is that much bigger than even, like, the base model PS4. Yeah. Um, I have mine standing up. I, I don't know that I would want to lay it down, but I guess that's a thing you can do. Mm-hmm. But it, it's also, like, not designed to be able to like lay flat yeah (laughs) (laughs) so i don't know again with the design decision i just don't understand whereas the xbox one x and the the s one clean design simple to like stand it up or lay it down flat and like it makes sense i don't know (laughs) well sgdq is happening right now It'll be over by the time this comes out. But I have been slowly making my way through uh, speedruns that I found interesting. Uh, Just to highlight a few. I have not watched all of them, and I I will probably have more to report on next week. But the very first one, the start of the event, was a randomized Shadow of the Colossus boss run with excellent commentary. And the way they randomize it is like you can do a boss run in the game, but the way they did that, they had a big like uh, foam D20 and they would just like roll that. And that was the next one they did. Great commentary. Very fun. If you like that game Um, right now, I'm in the middle of like peak SGDQ content. There's always a really like amazing Mario Odyssey run. Mm-hmm. people who play that game that game has been so optimized and like the commentary is great and it's a darker side of the moon run which means they have to get 500 moons and do that darker side of the moon uh level and so it's crazy because the first like third or like half of the run is just seeding stuff like you're going through all the levels and playing them as you would normally but you're kind of just setting stuff up for when you complete the game, they go through, they go back using all the paintings so they don't have to use the Odyssey, uh, and just start collecting all of the like extra moon rock uh, moons. And it's crazy to see. Uh, I just got to that part, and I think someone on the couch said, like, after you beat the game and start doing the second half of the run, it's like a star, an average of every like 18 or 19 seconds. Uh, which is crazy. That is crazy. Um, it's very fun to watch. Uh, I, other things on my list, there was a, another Minecraft run, which I'm very excited to see. I did also see there was an unfortunate uh, Super Mario Sunshine run, I guess. So they had the world record holder for 120 shines for Super Mario Sunshine. And he was doing his run, but... To optimize the run, runners usually don't have a memory card in their console because it takes like three seconds or whatever. The game's always trying to autosave. And if you Mm. don't have a card, it just never autosaves. But he also wasn't keeping good enough track of his lives. And so it's like a three-hour run, but uh, an hour in, he lost enough lives that he died. He He was the game over. So he couldn't huh. proceed. So he was kind of despondent. I didn't watch it because I feel like it would make me uncomfortable to watch. 
But uh, I they, I think his couch rallied around him and they decided to just do like a, a challenge run. But he basically, because he wasn't saving, he lost like an hour of progress and basically just had to start from the beginning. Yeah, that's so, crazy. I always wonder like what would happen if something like that happens. That's, I think, the biggest drama that's happened at SGQ this year. But I've watched a couple other good ones. Um, Altered Beast is a game that I loved as a child on Sega Genesis, and that was a good one with good commentary. It was very short, though. Um, Excited to watch that satisfactory run that uh, I don't know if it's been uploaded yet at this time, but very interested to see that. And, of course... uh, Tomorrow, as we're recording this, the finale, which you might be interested in, Zach, is Elden Ring. They're going to beat in like record time. So yeah, I would watch that for sure. I will. I'll have much more highlights next week because I'm going to continue to make my way through uh, all of these. But uh, it's been a great SGDQ so far. There's been a lot of great stuff. There's sometimes an AGDQ or an SGDQ will come by. And there won't be a ton that I'm interested in. I'll kind of cherry pick, but pretty reliably, everyone that I've watched this year has had great commentary, uh, just like solid games. So it's been, it's also, I guess we talked about this last week maybe, but um, they're back in person this year, which is a great vibe. Like it's really every time in the Mario Odyssey run that I'm watching right now, every time they get a moon, which is 500 times you have to get them. Uh, the entire audience claps to the theme, uh, and it's very fun to watch. <laughs> but definitely, if you're going to watch one run this year, right now I think uh, the one to watch is the Mario Odyssey one. I'll have to go back and watch that. I watched part um, of the Mass Effect one. Yes, was that was happening. a good one too I watched. Yeah, I that was pretty I, cool. I didn't get to finish it, but I did watch part of that. It's the, it's the remastered, I believe, and so because of that, they can skip all of the... Uh, elevator things because elevators used to hide loading in that game but they just since it's not actually hiding loading it's just there for nostalgia they always like clip through the floor and just like (laughs) circumnavigate the elevators that's awesome um oh this i also i put in the show notes have you heard of the sea of stars i forgot if we talked about this i feel like it was part of a direct at one point that i remember thinking oh this looks actually really cool but yeah i don't know if we talked much about it I didn't remember seeing this, but yeah, Sea of Stars is made by the guys who made The Messenger, and it looks cool. It looks like an old-school RPG, but I guess it's been delayed to 2023. I didn't even know it was happening, so... Yeah, no, I remember this, because it was definitely part of a direct either earlier this year or, like, last year at one point, point. Okay. and I remember thinking it looked really cool. Um, so, yeah, a little bit of a bummer that it's been pushed back, but, I mean... As we're going to see here when we start going through this uh, mini direct, there's plenty on the horizon. So, Looking back, um, are you familiar with Doom RPG? I'm not. It was a game that was a mobile game before like Android and iOS, like the Play Store came out. Hmm. Um, super, super old and weird. Uh, I once watched a guy play through it on a Twitch channel and the way he did it was more interesting than him actually playing it because he had <laughs> to basically build a way to get a video out of this old device because he wasn't emulating it. He was playing it on the actual device. Huh. Um, but it's interesting. It's very weird to watch gameplay of it. It's kind of like um, 
Do you remember that old, not old, but uh, it was a remake of a game where you were four prisoners in like a prison and you would go block by block around. It was first person. I came out a couple of years ago. Um, I should have looked up what it was called, but it's very weird. Uh, and it was kind of lost to time. But the this group in, I guess, Costa Rica have a, a labor of love ported it to windows so you can play it natively in windows now if you're interested if you love doom and you want to play a very weird doom game this is definitely like doom really RPG. old school rp yeah or old school uh doom extremely old school graphics uh almost like a turn-based fighting system legend of grimrock is what i'm thinking of um did you ever play uh, that new one that came out? It's like a 3D grid base. There's an old one, but then they made a new one that actually is very... It's interesting because it's similar to this because you move block by block, but you also you play as four different people at once. Mm. Um, no, I forget I don't when the... Oh, Legend of Grimlock 2 is what I'm thinking of, maybe. Uh, it came out in like 2014 or 2015. But I have an update, Zach. Okay. Last week, you imparted to me the knowledge that Play Asia was a thing. Yeah. And I was trying, I tried to purchase three DVDs from Play Asia three times, but all three times my bank was like, oh, your account is being hacked. Don't worry, we've declined this. <laughs> uh, and I can't figure out how to buy stuff from there. Really? I say so I've bought things from there multiple times and did not run into that issue. Maybe your bank I don't, is maybe, better at security. I have Wells Fargo, I guess. I don't know. I uh, Maybe what I need to do, I think this week I might go to Target or something and get one of those like refillable Visa gift cards and try oh, to buy yeah. it via that. But I have three DVDs that I am primed to purpose or purchase. And we actually talked about this. I think that we're going to try to review one of these uh, movies on the podcast. Yeah, like I, I like the idea of us both picking up like a fun like 90s era Hong Kong movie and watching it and doing a review on the podcast. Hopefully by this time next week, I will have a DVD of Hot War uh, coming to me fresh in the mail. But so for now... I, I've had an issue, like, I don't know how Wells Fargo works, but I've had an issue one time where I was trying to buy something online. I forget where it was. And I got like an alert on my phone that was like, we su uh, suspect, you know, foul play with this purchase. Or is yeah. this really you? And I was able to be like, yeah, that's me. And they were like, OK. And it just went yeah, through. I, I got a text that was like, hey, we've we've noticed some weird activity. Is this weird or is it not weird? Say like type Y to say that it's OK. And so I typed Y for yes, and it was like, all right, sounds good. And then it was still declined. And then I did it two more times, and I didn't get text messages. And Wells Fargo was just like, don't worry about it. Whatever's happening, we've taken care of it. <laughs> it's been declined. Interesting. That's weird. So I don't know what the deal is, but I wonder I think if you I just like go... have to go back through the purchase process again. Maybe after I I, I, I'm just gonna. Y. I created a PlayAsia account, so it's like it's my cart is saved. Uh, I just need to maybe go out and I'm probably going to go get one of those gift cards either today or tomorrow and try to do it that way. But yeah, when we might... do, I'll let you know and you can also make a purchase and then. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, let me know because I'll also have to pick up a copy. Of Hot War by Jingle Ma. I'm going to go out on a limb and say if we order it next week, we will not 
like we won't have it in time to be able to review it on that next podcast. Look out this Christmas for our review. Of <laughs> exactly. I mean, it may not be that long, but yes, it will be sometime after that. Did you uh, check out this Cuphead DLC? It's out this week. I did not. So I actually never finished Cuphead. I got stuck on a boss and then got sidetracked and never came back to it. Um, but I really liked Cuphead. I thought it was very cool visually. I liked that art style and um, it was brutally difficult. I wonder if maybe mm. now that I'm an Elden Lord that this would maybe <laughs> be a thing I can go back to and not be quite as uh, intimidated by. And you know, I wonder, I think they added like more accessibility and made it a way to make it easier. But I like Sarah, my girlfriend is always like, oh yeah, you, I would love to play this game. And I'm always like, I don't know, man, it's like <laughs> very difficult. Yeah. Like, it definitely looks great, but um, it's, trust me, it seems like something you want to play, but also you probably don't want to play this. Yeah. <laughs> I don't but, know. Uh, it it don't depends know. on if they've updated it with like to make it more accessible or if they've even added like difficulty settings. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Something to look into for sure, but I I thought it was very cool, but I I haven't played it in years, so yeah, the idea of picking up a DLC for it is was not even on my radar. Let's dive into this direct. Firstly, do you think we're just going to keep getting these weird little directs? We had a Xenoblade direct, and then I think the following week we had this mini direct. Do you think that every week we're going to get a direct this summer? Well, so I think we got one in the spring to announce everything that was coming out in the summer. And I yes. think this one was more like, here's what's coming in the fall uh, and beyond. And then we probably won't see another direct until it's like, here's the Pokemon direct. Hmm. Um, and then So you're maybe, not anticipating another one? I mean, I guess it's like possible we could get one in the fall for like, here's what's coming up in like winter and spring next year. But I, yeah. I doubt we'll see one that often. Because I feel like they do them maybe at most quarterly. I agree, yeah. And some of that depends I just, on I like want what a Breath the of the Wild one. Is. Yeah, I do as well. And so that's why I think maybe in the fall um they'll be like like right around well it depends on if they announce it during game awards too um yeah but it could very much be like here's the here's what's coming up in the you know winter and spring and then also mm. stay tuned for the official like breath of the wild 2 direct mm. an hour long direct <laughs> i would love that but i don't know <laughs> Actually, what I really want is not in like a 30 minute direct based on sequel to Breath of the Wild. What I want is like the hour long like Treehouse Alive of Breath of the Wild 2, which we did get uh, not to spoil, not to jump too far ahead. um, This live alive game that's coming out that looks very Chrono Trigger esque um, that apparently... uh, never came to the US or never came to the West and has that sort of HD 2D graphic style. Mm. Um, they actually did like a 40 minute long Treehouse Live that I had completely missed, but I was looking up stuff for uh, this week's podcast and I, I saw that they had released that. So I started watching it uh, and it does seem pretty cool. Um, I actually, this is one of the games that I have pre-ordered a physical copy of 
through, through Play Asia. So, oh. <laughs> so who knows when that will arrive? But I did order one. <laughs> Uh, so I am going to play that at some point. Uh, but yeah, we can start going through the rest of this. I mean, neither of us care about Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak, but near Automata. Yeah, you didn't even put a link on that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't bother with the trailer. So disrespectful. I, I mean, I feel like we've seen that trailer a million oh, times yeah. already. It was not necessary for me to look it up again. But um, yeah, so near Automata, uh, I played near Replicant like last year and liked it quite a bit. And this is the same game, but like more features or something. Yeah. It's probably like a game of the year edition type of a thing, but um, I've always wanted to play this game, but I have never picked it up. Yeah. So so I actually did pick it up and I did start it on steam like years ago, but I got again, sidetracked by other things and never got back to it. And I liked what I played of it. Um, so now that I have played near replicant, maybe I'm thinking maybe when this comes out, go give it another shot or just like once the like video and reviews and all these gameplay of, of this game comes out, it'll be like, oh, I'll just boot up the old steam copy on my steam deck, steam but deck. I don't know if it's actually steam deck approved. It probably isn't, but I could double check that. How about this Lorelei and the laser eyes? Yeah, this is a weird one. Um, it's another Annapurna game. So. so it's like a a love letter, I think, to old point-and-click adventures. It's not a point-and-click adventure, I don't think, but it's like similar to you're in a place, there's lockdown camera, and you're basically solving puzzles to progress a weird story. It's very interesting. I like the art style of it. Yeah, I watching this, I was like, oh, this is kind of a, a very Capo-style art style. Yeah. Uh, not coming until cool. next year, though. I would, uh, I would maybe check this out. It's, uh, it looks interesting. Um, Super Bomberman R two. I not, I did not care for this art style. Yeah, um, I didn't either. But it's a thing. Uh, do you like Mega Man as like a concept as a kind of game? There was a time when I, I thought it was cool, even though like from a distance, like. I went we went on this like school thing when I was in like middle school and you the school provided you like a certain amount of money to spend on like food and stuff while we were mm. traveling. And I remember this one kid spent all of it on a PS1 <laughs> and like Whoa. some Mega Man games. <laughs> and so when we were like hanging out in like the area that everybody was like sleeping later that night, he was just like playing <laughs> PS1 on the TV in there. That's uh, crazy. What did he eat? I don't know. I don't know what he did for the rest of the trip, but he spent basically all of his uh, money on a PS1. kid's a genius. And yeah, I was a little jealous. I'll be honest. I did think, what are you going to do for food, though? But <laughs> I, secretly, I was actually really jealous and wished that I had done the same thing, but I did not. Uh, but that's like, and I've played a little bit of like Mega Man X because I think that's on. The Super NES Classic. So I've played very, very briefly some of that, but otherwise I don't really have much of a history with Mega Man. Hmm. Uh, Pac-Man World Repacked. I was unaware that there was a 3D Pac-Man game. Um, but this yeah, looked I, fine. This looked interesting. I didn't know that existed either. but uh, And Blanc is something I might actually check out. Uh, my girlfriend and I might play this together. It's a 
co-op game, very beautiful, unique art style where like a, I think a baby wolf and a, a fawn or a, a deer hang out and they're, I guess, trying to get somewhere warm. Uh, it's wintertime and they're trying to, I don't know that they're trying to escape anything. They're just sort of like progressing, but I assume they're trying to get somewhere where they can be comfortable because it is like, there's probably not a lot of food around in the winter, but I'm into this. I think I might check this out. What about, would you play this? Yeah, I thought this was like the first thing that they showed during this direct that it looked really cool and that I would actually play because the art style is it's black and white, but it looks like uh, hand drawn. And yeah, it seems to be like these two creatures like buddy up and start working through uh, sort of puzzling how to get from uh, point A to point B type of a thing. But it's also like a journey of friendship, it seems. But <laughs> Return to Monkey Island. How interested are you in Return to Monkey Island? I don't know. So I bought the original, like the remastered version, Secret Monkey Island. Uh, and I played a little bit of it. And it was a little, I mean, those old school point and click adventures were obtuse. Like the solves for some of those puzzles were insanity. Like you have <laughs> to put a fish into a coffee cup and then know to use it by like a dog like you basically are just brute forcing your way through these like what things can i do and where can i do them and so i got maybe like two hours into it and then i hit a wall and i was like i'm not sure how to progress but i assume this one will be less obtuse because modern games are made to actually be completed <laughs> um i don't love the art style i I get that it's cool and unique, and I, I think that Knights on Bikes game is actually very cool, and I, I do like it in that uh, uh, realm, but I don't know. I feel like the pic the old pixelated graphics of the original had such a charm, even though I never I don't have any nostalgia for it. Um, it's definitely a bold artistic choice, and I'm not I don't hate it. But I also, it's not something I hunger to see more of. How, what are your thoughts on it? Are you going to pick this up? I kind of feel the same way. Uh, I don't particularly love the art style. I think I would have preferred it if they'd done something a little more true to the old style graphics. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I also don't have like nostalgia for those games because I have not played them. I just know based on their reputation that everybody loves them. Um, so I'm curious, I, I'm in wait and see mode on that one. I'm sure people will still love it cause it's monkey Island, but, and, and like you said, it might be one, a case of like a modern version of this is way more accessible than like the old, the old games, but, mm -hmm. uh, I guess I'll wait and see on that one. Now, something I think we're both going to pick up Mario Rabbids sparks of hope. It's yeah. uh, coming out October 20th. So they did, in addition to having a trailer during this mini direct, they also did like their own separate like gameplay presentation. And it looked cool. Uh, some looks of this cool. kind of makes me think of uh, this is sort of the closest thing we're going to get to like Super Mario RPG 2 because mm, evidently yeah. they have no desire to do that. 
Um, and the Paper Mario series that was sort of the spiritual successor to Super Mario RPG has gone in just a different direction entirely. So <laughs> this is about as close as we're going to get, maybe. Uh, it would be nice if it didn't involve rabbits, but I guess, you know. <laughs> I, guess it, it is I love it. it. Is. I mean, that first one was so good. The music in the first one was like they had these like, especially when you were in the main hub area. They had this like wonderful orchestral uh, version of the original Mario uh, music. This one, I think, has like three different iconic composers in it. Oh, yeah, I heard um, about that. So like this is probably going to be super great. I just like going around any of those because, I mean, a lot of the first game was just like looking at the screen and trying to figure out what your next move was. And so I think because of that, they knew the music had to be like really good because you were going to be hearing a lot of it because you basically weren't progressing the story. You were just like strategizing. And this looks like it's, uh, I don't know, man, it looks great. There's, they've changed the way moving works. You can, you have free movement in like a radius, I guess, based on, it's more similar to Dungeons and Dragons where you have a speed as opposed to like, uh, there's no grid, it seems like. It's just like free movement based on like length you can travel in a time, period of time. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I'm very excited for this, actually. I, I'm definitely going to pick this up. Yeah, I never played the first one. I did. I picked it up as part of a like buy to get one free deal at one point, and I was like, I'll totally play this at some point, and I just have not gotten around to it. Oh man, you you would love it. You should check it out. It's very good. I know it's definitely on my down. list of games to play. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm also very excited about this. I don't know that like it's the type of game that you need to have played the first one to like. I don't think so because so the the story of the first one is somewhat incomprehensible to me it's like <laughs> that's what i thought <laughs> it takes place in the real world or something and like uh a, a person has like a thing that mixes things it's weird uh i don't know that it, it it's not canon at all i don't think so i don't think you really need to i think they're probably just gonna drop all that i mean who knows but um I know, I don't think the first one is necessary, but also you can play Bowser as a character that joins your team in this one, which is crazy. Yeah, there was that one game that was also sort of a uh, a Super Mario RPG like spiritual successor that was only on like DS, I think, that was like um Mario and Luigi's like inside story or something like that. I don't oh, remember yeah. the exact name of it that uh, you actually did team up with Bowser and you did like these sort of turn-based RPG battles. Uh, that game actually seemed pretty cool. I, I didn't have a DS at the time, so I never played it, but maybe uh, maybe this will be a replacement for that. So pretty cool to team up with the villain, huh? <laughs> um, Little Noah, Scion of Paradise, available now. Yeah, uh, did you see this game? This... Uh, I, I listened to the MinMax podcast this week and Ben Hansen was talking about how this was like a game that he was getting really into. It's uh, 15 bucks on Steam. This is the developer of Dragalia Lost, if you remember that. It was, uh, I want to say, I do one, not. Of, one of Nintendo's like um, mobile game efforts. Oh. Um, and so that developer is making this. And it's basically um, 
you have like a base and so there's some degree of like base building but it's like an airship and then you're like going into these dungeons and it's like a metroidvania style like roguelite situation where it's procedurally generated and you're uh you're taking out enemies and gathering like currency and resources and then you're going back and you're building up your airship and Hmm. um you have these different creatures that you're also like finding and like leveling up and the main character doesn't actually like attack with a sword they are basically commanding their minions and you can like swap them out and so you're you're sort of almost doing these different combos based on okay i have this minion uh, i forget what they call them it's like a weird name that they've called these things basically it's like a more action style pokemon where you're like sending them to do your the damage for you um but i don't know it seemed pretty interesting and kind of cool and also like it's only 15 bucks and all the (laughs) steam reviews seem pretty positive on it so are you gonna pick it up for steam dick I thought about that. I did see one of the Steam reviews was that it actually does play and run well on the Steam Deck, so hmm. it's possible that I will. Kind of came out of nowhere. Shot. Yeah, I well, and I think maybe it existed before as like a mobile game, but then they ported it to like PC and console because it does a little bit look like mobile graphics to me. Mm, maybe mm. that's just my eyes, but no, I agree um, with that. But they like removed any sort of like gotcha system that might've been in the mobile version and uh, you can unlock everything just by playing the game. So I guess none of that exists anymore, but um, it's one I'm considering, but I have not picked it up yet. (laughs) What about trains? Trains. How much do you like sort of building simulation games? I was very into uh, City Skylines for a while, mm-hmm. but then I kind of uh, bounced off of that. I like, uh, I used to watch these guys every Christmas, they would do a live stream for charity, and they would play this very old school, like, shipping simulation game where you had, like, you could make, like, truck routes or train routes or eventually, uh, like, boats and planes and stuff like that. I always found that really interesting because it was, uh, they played it on the same map. This does not, uh, rail grade is what we're talking about. This does not super, uh, capture my imagination. Uh, people do love trains. There's that TikTok guy who's obsessed with trains. So trains are like a thing that people care about. Well, I feel like a lot Um, of people of like our generation and maybe even older, like grew up with those like train sets that you could build in like your basement. Oh yeah. Basically. And this is just like the video game version of that. So I could see people being into this. I don't know. I feel like this is the kind of game I would want to play with a mouse and keyboard. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I'm I'm glad it exists. I don't think I'm going to pick it up. I I famously I am very into satisfactory and there are trains in that game, but um other than that, I don't really play a lot of games with trains. I played Goldeneye back in the day. There was a train <laughs> level. That's true. There was a a train level in Goldeneye. But other than that, I don't really play train games either. RPG Time: The Legend of Right. This is another game that kind of came out of nowhere. 
I remember this being a thing. Uh, they had trailers for this. I'm confident they had them during E3 last year. Really? Because uh, I, I have remember, no recollection. I remember seeing this game uh, and thinking that like it had a crazy art style that looked really it cool. It does, yeah. Uh, but cool it, paper craft. Like, it seems like every time you turn a page, it's kind of a different game, but it's still in the same story. Yeah. So you're like going through like a notebook of somebody had like hand drawn all these environments and uh yeah like you said every time you flip a page it's like a wildly different environment um which is cool i'm into that yeah uh i think it looks cool i'm i'm still like watching the trailer i'm a little bit not sure what the actual gameplay is but (laughs) yeah but uh i think visually it's very very interesting I also wonder if like the art style might be a little bit too busy Mm, at times mm, uh, such that it would be a little bit difficult to tell what you're looking at on like the portable screen. Like you might want to screen mobile for sure. It's going to be muddled. Yeah. But I think it looks cool and it is coming on August 18th. So it's not that far away. They showed a little bit more of Sonic Frontiers. They revealed cyberspace which i guess is like a different zone right now i think we've only i don't know this is my hope is uh we've only seen one zone which is that just like uh personalityless uh open expanse of green fields uh they've said that it's not open world it's open zone so maybe they're i don't know if it's a smart move but maybe they're <laughs> holding back all the different levels and we've only seen this one level. If it is like, if there is a variety of zones you can go to, that makes this somewhat more interesting, but I'm still, I've gone a little cold on Sonic Frontiers just yeah. because it does look like a weird Unity tech demo. Um, yeah, I'm the same way. I think that initial sort of gameplay running through the open world and that just sort of generic fantasy setting just really kind of, killed any anticipation i had for this game but but i will say that the the new zone again i don't know if it's like a new zone or if it's like a bonus stage type of thing but that that area had looked like it had a little bit more personality yeah that one did look a little more what you expect from a sonic game which made it more appealing so maybe it was just they showed like the worst most awkward thing they could have shown (laughs) and and it was just like a bad decision on their part or and maybe they even need to like cut that zone entirely or just completely reshape it but but i don't know it's coming this holiday so they probably don't have time to do that but and then they showed uh disney dreamlight valley which i don't think either of us is super interested in no it's like a stardew valley not it's like uh what is it um animal crossing but for disney adults uh live alive which you have purchased from Play Asia. Demo I think it's, available I think now. it's live Progress alive. Carries over. Is it live alive? Mm-hmm. Huh. Yeah, live alive. Uh, again, I think this is like an old, like maybe even like 90s era, like Super NES uh, game that only came out in Japan. And they have like completely remade it um with i that, love that 3d 2d yeah with that really nice 3d 2d art style and it's now coming uh coming out in the west there is a demo available now and progress is supposed to carry over when the full game launches 
So you can actually go check it out now. Like I said, um, Nintendo did do like one of those Treehouse Live uh, videos for where they played it for like 40 minutes and talked about it. And definitely like if you like those sort of SNES era RPG games or if you like Chrono Trigger, this was definitely giving me some like Chrono Trigger vibes just based on kind of the art style of it. Um, Definitely check that out. Dorymon. Do you know Dorymon? Story of Seasons? I don't actually. <laughs> the I I'm only vaguely aware of it. I want to say it's like this very popular, very famous like Japanese anim- anime. I'm sure. Yeah, character. I've seen this character is on like candy that I've purchased. Yeah. And, like because sometimes I'll buy those like blind box snack boxes where you get like uh like 15 different weird candies from like Korea and Japan and Germany. <laughs> And I've seen this character on a ton of those like packagings. So I'm sure he's like ubiquitous over there. Yeah. When I was in college the first time around and I had a a Taiwanese roommate like the I had an iPhone 3G, which was my first smartphone. And back in those days, smartphones like weren't a big thing yet. They were kind of new. And I took a picture of him and he wanted to like play around with like the editing stuff that you could do with the iPhone. And he literally drew Doramon's face around him. So, <laughs> so that was my like sort of uh, introduction to that character. But yeah, I don't know. Then, I, I don't care about story of seasons, though. It seems like nor sort do of I. a Stardew Valley thing. But I don't like the art style of it, unfortunately. I love Stardew Valley, but uh, this is not. I don't know. I don't know if there, I there like that. There was a game coming up later that was sort of Stardew Valley esque that I think really blew this thing out of the water that we'll talk about yeah. in a minute. Uh, Minecraft Legends. I still am not super sure. I guess you're always on a horse. I don't know. I'm not super into this. <laughs> uh, I wish they would have done something else, but whatever. I'm sure we'll get a million Minecraft games of different varieties in the coming years. Um, Dragon Quest Treasures. I don't remember at all. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't remember what this game is. Um, I will say Dragon Quest is one of those series that's like so long running and so beloved that I almost feel like at some point I should find one of these games to try out. I know like Dragon Quest 11 is like really well liked and it's out on like every single console imaginable. So it's one of those like sort of gaming blind spots that I feel like at some point I should fix, but. It is crazy that it's like Toriyama and everything looks like it could fit in the Dragon Ball Z universe, but it's yeah. like not the Dragon Ball Z universe. <laughs> it's true. It does look like it could be uh, Dragon Ball, but it's not, I guess. Sizzle Real Time. Uh, they showed some Fire Emblem Three Hopes, which you talked about. Yeah, I've played uh, a little bit more of that. I don't know if we want to wait till we're playing watching, but... I like what they're doing with the game. I do like that when you get into battle, you can like hit the map button and it becomes kind of like a a classic like Fire Emblem game where you can like select your oh, units really? and like tell them uh, you can see like sort of the triangle uh, of like, you know, this beats that, this beats that other thing, you know, that triangle kind strategy. of triangle strategy, uh, so to speak. And then you can like, assign them to go attack like a captain somewhere and take like one of the zones and so it does like like we talked about last week the toy uh what's the name of the koei tecmo is that what i'm trying to think of i think Um, so 
they just do a good job of adapting them while like still having their muso style they're like still making it look and feel and and have elements from the thing that they're adapting and so uh i'm not i'm still not super far into it i haven't had that much time to play this week but i i like what they're doing with it so far no man's sky coming out on october 7th still crazy to me that this runs on switch but i yeah. guess it does i wonder how well but uh and then a plague tale cloud version coming out october 18th yeah did we have you ever played anything cloud version on switch i have not i know they had um control control and the guardians of the galaxy game oh yeah um and i th- there might have been some other ones but those are the ones that I remember, and no, I have not tried it. But I, I mean, <laughs> you and me are a little bit more um, friendly towards like cloud-based gaming. But, True. Uh, I don't know how that works on the Switch, like how good it is at handling it. But it's a way to get games that couldn't run on it natively to be able to play on the Switch. But and then the last thing in the sizzle reel was the Captain Velvet Meteor. The Jump Plus Dimensions. I have no idea what this is. <laughs> yeah, I I think it was just a pretty generic. I actually have no. I don't recall. I think it's like maybe a fighter. I don't know. I but, thought it was like a grid based like strategy type. Oh, of you're game. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More importantly, though, let's talk about the next thing. At the very end of the sizzle reel, but kind of its own thing. The Portal Companion Collection available today. It's Portal One and Two. Uh, you can play. I believe you can play split screen co-op uh, for portal Two. I wonder um, how well that works. I don't know. Yeah. And it's only $19. That's not a bad deal. I did see that portal one and two is on sale on steam right now for two bucks. So, so I don't know if that kind of kills this a little bit, but I mean, having it on the switch is also, it's I also, I read that because they got this working, it's now very easy to get half life Two working on switch. Oh, really? Because it's the same engine, it's just Source, and um, I, I some article I read was like, just so you know, Half Life Two also runs on Switch now. Um, so I don't know if that's going to come later on down the line, but that would be cool to have on Switch. Yeah, that's interesting. Okay, so the game that I was referencing earlier when we we're talking about Story of Seasons is Harvestella, which is sort of a it looks like the maybe somewhat Final Fantasy style art style, but like in yeah. a, a world where you're sort of, you've got like Stardew Valley style, like farm simulation. And then you also have like, you know, action combat stuff that you can do. I feel like this is sort of a, a little bit like, what was that one game that came out earlier vampire rising where it was like build a base, but then Mm. also go do combat. And like, this is just kind of a a more anime version of that where instead of building a base, you're farming. But, uh, I feel like all of these are a little bit born out of stardew Valley because you had like farm simulation, you had like relationship building and like life sim stuff. But then you also had, um, that, dungeon area where you could go do combat and everybody's like "Ooh, we could do like our own version of that <laughs> it also it reminds me of even though this is not out and we don't know anything about it 
it kind of reminds me of the idea behind Haunted Chocolatier, where you're managing this chocolatier's shop, but you also have to go out and fight monsters to get ingredients for your chocolates. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a an anime version of that. Yeah. I'm interested in this, actually. Yeah, I do think it actually looks pretty cool. Like, it's been quite some time since I played, like, Stardew Valley, and I'm not normally super into, like, farm simulation games, but I would maybe check this out. And that was pretty much it for the Nintendo Direct. Except one more thing. One more thing. Persona 5 Royal... Persona 4 Golden and Persona 3 Portable are all coming to the Switch. And now, starting with Persona you 5 loved, Royal. You loved Persona 5 when yes. it came out on PS5. I have not played Persona 5 Royal, which I understand there is like uh, additional characters and like more stuff to it. And they've even maybe somewhat streamlined some aspects. I'm yeah, I think there's a lot of quality see, of life stuff. Yeah, so I'm curious to see what some of the differences are. I did also see recently, I think like not that long ago, I I looked on my phone, I was going to listen to the Persona 5 soundtrack again, and they have like the Persona 5 Royal soundtrack that has like additional tracks from Persona 5 Royal, and there's quite a few to it, so they must have added quite a bit there. Um, I think I am going to pick this up for Switch. It's coming out October 21st. And I think that you you recommended this might be a good game I could play with my girlfriend, and I think you were correct. Uh, yeah. So I'm gonna pick this up, and uh, I will be I will be checking out my first Persona game this October. I definitely recommend it. I am actually looking forward to getting back into it. For years, I've been wanting to play Persona Five Royal, um, and I played Persona Five Strikers last year on. No, I played that on Steam. But it is on Switch, so if you wanted to follow up with uh, like a more action RPG-based version of Persona 5, uh, just get more story with those characters, um, that game is also waiting. But uh, And I there's also, an anime, right? There is an anime. I've watched maybe two episodes of it, but <laughs> um, yeah, that's out there. If you get into this, you can also watch the anime on Crunchyroll. I, I think I will pick it up. The question is, do I want it on Switch or on Steam Deck? Mm, good question. And I know like Persona 4 Golden is already on Steam and it's 20 bucks. It's on sale right now as we're recording this for 15 bucks. And it is one of the approved like Steam Deck games. So I've Very been back and forth on whether I want to pick that up or not, but. Um, and then I have no knowledge of Persona 3 Portable. But I do yeah, know... Yeah, I think that like, passed by a lot of people. Yeah. Because I, it was portable. I think Persona 4 Golden is the one that's like... That I always hear everybody talking about how great it is. and Because mm-hmm. it was like one of those games that... I th- I want to say it uh, maybe eventually came to the Vita. And everybody who likes the PlayStation Vita was always like... Oh, you got to play this game. It's so good. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I'm a huge fan of Persona 5, so I'm looking forward to jumping back into that game again. A pretty good direct, I have to say. Like, some solid reveals and interesting titles, and, uh, overall, 
not super. I mean, it's definitely better than the Xenoblade Direct that neither of us watched. <laughs> For a mini partner showcase, I mean, this was like pretty high quality. Uh, like a lot of good stuff in here that I was interested in. If so you they, don't think we're going to get a summer direct like that's just a straight up direct, right? Well, I feel like they already like as far as like what's coming out in the summer, they already did that one. This was like yeah. fall and beyond. So I feel like, I mean, maybe we will get another one in the fall, but it would not surprise me if we got nothing from Nintendo until Game Awards. Wow. A long way away. I could be wrong. I I hope I am. But uh, like like I said, we may get one that's like the Pokemon, the new Pokemon release uh, direct. Or maybe they'll even do a direct for like Mario plus Rabbids. But um, I feel like they already kind of did that with their gameplay presentation. That's probably all they have planned for that. But Yeah. Aside from well, like the specific to one game directs i think they might be done until at the earliest fall i just i really want information on that donkey kong thing we keep hearing about. <laughs> i know I, I desperately want them to actually announce that but let's talk about what we've been playing and watching i haven't really been this week was actually pretty busy for me um me as so well. the only thing I really checked out was the, they released the final two se- episodes of season four of Stranger Things. I've watched the first one, which is an hour and a half, but the second one is two and a half hours. The finale is two and a half hours. So I will probably do that today or tomorrow. And then maybe we can, if you watch it as well, we can talk about it next week. But other than that, uh, I've mostly just been doing like random like house chores and things like that. Uh, this week so I have not had a lot of time to just like relax oh actually you know what I have been watching and maybe you have been watching as well Well, Uh, they started putting new episodes of Wellington Paranormal on HBO oh did they I had not looked into that That, I should watch those I like that show there's three episodes out right now and actually they're all pretty good actually this season has been really good so far yeah I will definitely watch that I didn't know that but I I will try to watch those before the next episode and uh yeah i'll also try to watch stranger things i haven't done a whole lot this last week in terms of like playing and watching stuff i guess i watched i've continued my twin peaks marathon (laughs) um i'm just a few episodes further than i was last time and i watched the boys the new season that's a just it's a gross show i don't recommend watching (laughs) it i am watching it because i started it and i feel like i have to now but it's just gross. is it over or is there still more episodes in this season i don't know if the la- the latest episode that came out was the finale or not it kind of didn't have that finale feel to it but maybe i'm wrong mm. um i don't know exactly how many episodes they're gonna do um either way so I- i've watched that stuff and i've played very little bit more of fire emblem three hopes which we already talked about but uh yeah looking forward to hanging out with family this weekend because it's independence day weekend and then brats brats on the grill yeah doing some grilling out maybe watching some fireworks and then we'll get back to it with another week of starside chat uh do you have any parting wisdom um i'm 
torn. I have two things I could talk about. Okay. Um, I will say I'll do both. Okay. Uh, do you like those Hawaiian sweet rolls that come in those orange bags? Hawaiian sweet rolls. Oh, yeah. You mean like the dinner rolls? Yeah. Yeah. I love those. And I frequently, back in the day, used to just buy like a, a nine pack of those or whatever and take those to the dome um, in one sitting. <laughs> but they just came out with pretzel rolls. And I oh, keep really? getting ads on TikTok for recipes you can make with these pretzel rolls. And so I bought some. And so uh, if you go to Target or your local supermarket, you can check out where they usually would have all the bread. They have these really nice looking uh, Hawaiian pretzel rolls. I'm gonna make some little turkey burgers with them and I will report back on how good that was. Also, my second thing, I tried to get my cat a different kind of food. I tried to get her a premium kind of food to like, cause she's a good cat, but she hated it. She did not like it. I tried to mix in her treats with the new food and she would just eat around the new food and just eat the treats. <laughs> Uh, so I had to just throw that away. So I guess my other wisdom is don't try to get your cat something they're not used to because they will hate it. They will not adjust. They like what they like. You can't teach an old cat new food. Is that the wisdom? It's very true. Yeah, you can't teach an old cat new food. <laughs> well, on that note, go ahead and follow us at Starside Cafe on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And we'll catch you on the next one. Goodbye. Goodbye.